Hey, welcome to Ball Court. I'm Coach Drew, and this is the world of basketball. Stick with us today. We got some big things that we're going to talk about. Have Jeremy Lin hit rock bottom? Does Carmelo deserve a farewell tour? And why do we hate LeBron so much? Right here on Ball Court. Stick around. I'm Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball. Now, like I said, we have some great topics to talk about. First and foremost, I want to go ahead and get started. Last week I spoke and I said that I was going to have a very special guest for us. Unfortunately, our guest had some other engagements. He was unable to make it today, but he will be with us shortly. I promise you that he will definitely be with us, okay? Before he returns back to work. I'm not going to tell you what it is. But before he returns back to work, he'll definitely be with us, okay? Now... So the first topic that I definitely want to talk about is Jeremy Lin. Do you remember Lin's sanity, the way he took everybody by storm back in 2011, where everybody's clamoring for this young kid from Harvard that was at one point almost out of the league, sleeping on his brother's couch, who came up and took the garden, took everything with a scoring amazement, playing game after game. Yes, Lin's sanity. Jeremy Lin, and current NBA champion Jeremy Lin has feel that he has hit rock bottom during his free agency. People are saying that his 15 minutes of fame is now on 14 minutes and 53 seconds. At this point in time, it's starting to run out. Has NBA given up on him? Let's go ahead and take a look at it. What is the thing that has now turned the NBA away from Jeremy Lin. In Brooklyn, he was still a very contributable uh, player, if you would say. He, he, didn't, he didn't do too much. He didn't rock the boat, but he did contribute to their success, even the little success that they did have during that time. But he did make the team formidable, as well as in Toronto, averaging uh, seven points in his 18.8 minutes that he played, he definitely was a contributor to that championship. But why have the NBA turned on him? Have there been something new taking place? Have the new fancy, beautiful players that has come up, the new shiny players, the new toys, now is that, is that the new baby blue-eyed uh, child of the NBA? Is that the one that everybody's looking at now? But let's take a look at this. Now, Linsanity said that he has hit rock bottom during his free agency. Now, is it that he has hit rock bottom during his free agency, or is it that his his um, skill set is no longer in actual use in the NBA? With his decline in stats, well, from that time of Linsanity till now, you could clearly say that maybe it's not that we've get, it's not that the NBA has given up on him. It's just that maybe. For the time, it's happening him on the shoulder. Maybe your 15 minutes is up. Now, I'm the type of person, I, I, have, I believe in the eye test. I've, I watched him in the garden. I've seen him lighten it up, man. It was amazing. And I saw him last year. It wasn't that he was a bad player. It's just he looked a little bit slower. I, I know how it looks. I know how it feels. Trust me, I've been there. I've been there one day. Lighten it up, jumping from everywhere. And the next day, my knees say, we don't do that no more. It's above me. <laughs> what could I do? You know? That's how, that's how it was. That's how it works out sometimes. So when I saw that Jeremy Lin this year, I knew this time was coming, especially with free agency knocking on the door. I knew this time was coming. Now, he's been offered different contracts like outside the country. Nothing from the NBA as of yet. But is you got to understand, his heart has always been to be in the NBA. He did everything he could to, to remain in the NBA every year. By his own words, you know, he left it in God's hand every year. And every year has gotten harder and harder for him. 2011, 26.9 minutes, going 14.6 points per game. And now we take a look. Seven years later... Seven less points per game. 
you know, eight less minutes per game. What are we looking at here? What do we, what are we presenting to the NBA for the next upcoming season? I don't see you contributing more than 15 minutes per game. And at 15 minutes per game, what are we looking at? Five, six points. You can get a better deal from a younger player. Just something to think about. Maybe your time is up, Jeremy. But it was a great run while it lasted. Trust me. I was there with you all the way, and I'm still cheering for you. I do hope something does happen. But it could be that your time is up. All right? Oh, yep, I just looked at the clock. It said 14.59. Yeah. <laughs> My next story I want to talk about, this story, this story actually bothers me. Because this is, one of the, uh, this is one of those stories that when it comes about, it's like, why? Why is it here? Now, I, if, everybody, if anybody follows me on Instagram or follows Ball Court on Instagram, they've probably been watching what's been going on over, since this last weekend. There has been an absolute show been going on out here with these young kids and these young basketball talents that we have out here. It has been absolutely amazing. The Las Vegas Classics, Bigfoot Hoops Tournament, that took place in Las Vegas over the weekend. It was absolutely amazing. Everybody was there. And, of course, when I say everybody, I mean everybody, such as Bronny James. Yes, LeBron James Jr., LeBron James' own son. Now, as if anybody knows, because everybody's speaking about this now, I know you've seen the video of LeBron James in that warm-up line right here at the Big Four Hoop Classic, Duncan, in that warm-up line. I asked everybody what are their thoughts. People commented, said, if, if all the parents aren't able to do that, then why should he? Some people commented, he is trying to take away attention. He's an attention grabber. I heard every kind of comment, every kind of hateful comment. But there was one person that actually spoke up and said something that I kind of liked. It was my friend, uh, you know what, I'm going to call him Sam. Actually, that's his name. His name is Sam. I'm just going to go out there. But that's not his tag on there, so you don't know who he is. But this guy, he's, he says that we got to stop being so critical. Stop being soft about it. Let's stop and take a look at this. We hated LeBron James when he didn't go into the dunk contest. We said he should have been in the dunk contest. He's, we said he owed it to basketball to be in that dunk contest. And we hated him for not doing that. He said he's not going into the dunk contest. So what did he give you? The layup lines in Miami. Oh, if you were there, if you got to witness it, if you saw it on television, it was almost as amazing. Actually, it was more amazing than watching Seth shoot from half court and shoot from the uh, tunnel. It was that spectacular. I'm not taking anything away from Seth. I'm telling you, that was amazing, and that was even more amazing. In lack of a better term, to quote my six-year-old, it was amazing-er. Yes. And when you watched him in those layup lines, dunking and everything, we all loved it. When you see him in any layup line dunking like that, you love it. Now, if anybody has ever been to the Big Hoops, uh, Big Hoops Classic, uh, the Las Vegas Classic that takes place, that's presented by Big Hoops, Bigfoot Hoops, I, what, you, what you realize is it's a spectacle every year. Last year, LeBron James was in the draw last year. Last year, you had Chris Paul there. You had uh, Russell Westbrook there. You had, um, uh, you, you had tons of big names there. It was like... But LeBron James was in the major draw. This year, Bronny was the draw. Before LeBron actually touched down and set foot here in Vegas, when he was still shooting Space Jam, when he was over there, Bronny was here lighting it up, dunking on everybody, getting real big and mannish and everything. And guess what? We're going to talk about that later. But LeBron, when he got here, he gave that crowd what that crowd wanted. 
Now, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> if you were in that gym that day, put yourself in that gym. You look over and you see LeBron James walk into that gym. Stop from the fact that you're looking at the fact that he's wearing a LeBron James 16 in that Easter purple, which was absolute fire. Besides for that, you notice he's in the gym. What do you want? Tell me. Tell me. Let me ask you a question. What would you want if you saw that, if you saw him walk into that gym? What you want? You want him to you want him walk into that gym? Stand up, wave his hand, take off his cap, like he's like he's a pitcher in the ninth inning, act on the no-hitter, and sit down? Or do you want to see him dunk? Because I'm gonna tell you the truth. I was one of those people, I was one of the people, even though I was a coach and I was able to get in and out of all the gyms, I was one of those people who were unable to get into the gym because it was so packed. And being on the outside of what was going on, hearing the crowd, and then watching the video later, I wanted to be in that gym. And all of you who's saying all those hateful things about, oh, he's taking away the attention from his kids. You wanted to be in that gym, too. Because in that gym, he wasn't the only one dunking. Bronny was dunking. Uh, There was multiple people on that team, on that blue chip team that was dunking. He wasn't the only one. You have to understand something. He is more than just a basketball player. At this moment in time, he is the ambassador of basketball to each and every person. He's the ambassador of basketball to that kid that's playing at the prep school that's shooting very properly. He's the ambassador of basketball to the kid that's playing on the playground, turning around, still carrying the ball, but trying to get work on his handles. He's still that ambassador. Man, and I ask you why. Why do y'all hate him? See, I hear it all the time. I hear the LeBron James hate all the time. That's why I'm taking out a good portion of my show to discuss this. Because I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm tired. I'm on, I, I need to know. When he, let's, let's take a look at some numbers. Because they say numbers don't lie, right? So let's take a look at numbers. He was the, MV, the year he hit MVP, he averaged 26.8 points a game, 8 rebounds, 7.3 assists per game. Pretty good. That's MVP numbers right there. Last year, the year that y'all said that he's washed, he's done. He ain't, he ain't got it no more. He averaged 27.4 points a game, 8.5 rebounds, and 8.3 assists. Wow. I wish I was that washed. Man, he washed and he get better. And, and what is the reason for the hate? Let me ask you. He has... There was, he has no he has no infidelity that we can speak of. No signs of infidelity that we can speak of. Been with the same woman since he was in high school. Had multiple kids with the same woman since he was in high school. No criminal record. He opened a school. He donates millions and millions to his hometown. Let's let's stop and take a look here. When he won that championship in Miami, did he really owe it? To Cleveland to go back? Would you have gone back after what those owner, what that owner had said to you? Did he actually owe it to them to even go back? But he went back. And by him going back, re-energized downtown. Brought money back into that area. Gave Kyrie the platform in which he can say, hey, I want out of here. LeBron gave him that platform. Let's be honest. Look, Kyrie proved that by himself, he could only go so far before LeBron got there. So, LeBron getting there made everybody forget. Think about this. Every time LeBron's around, somebody else gets paid. Somebody gets paid outside of just LeBron. So, why do we hate him? Now, there's a new report that was coming out today. Um, there was there was statements that uh, one of his one of his former 
One of the former uh, Cleveland Cavaliers uh, general managers was stating that it was tough building around LeBron. It was miserable building around LeBron. Now, I can understand, you know, people think it's a little cringy, the stuff that he does for his teammates and how he's like the -the over-the-top teammate and things like that. I can understand it's probably a persona of LeBron that we as the public figures don't know. But overall, what he brings to the game, why does it generate hate instead of love? Why do we hate him for being successful? Why do we hate him for being the person we are growing our kids to be? And let me ask you, what kind of confusion does that bring to the kids? So, here's what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to end this segment right here on this note. That you cannot walk a mile in his shoes, but still you want to criticize him. He has to live with the same racism that we live with. Plus, on top of that, he has to live with the hate coming from his own community, saying that he is not good enough, comparing him to a ghost that most of y'all don't even remember seeing. And the young kids has never seen. So, it's kind of funny to me. I say, let his greatness shine. And just be like his AAU team and strive for greatness. Do it yourself. You'll find something within you. But this is Ball Court. I want y'all to hang around with me. I'm going to go ahead and take a break, grab me some water, refresh, come right back, and I want y'all to come back with me right here on Ball Court, World of Basketball. I'm Coach Drew. Welcome back to Ball Court. I'm Coach Drew, and this is the world of basketball. Now, when we last spoke, right before I left you, right before we went to break, we were speaking about the hate, the, magnific- the amount of hate that is rested on LeBron James. Now, the uh, GM that we were speaking of, David Griffin, uh, he said that after they had won the championship, he knew he was leaving. Now, James Camp wanted to find out where was this coming from because it was it was a thought process that they were all friends and they don't know why. Now Griffin has reached out to James Camp and stated that there is more context, but uh, we're just waiting for them to be on record stating that because I gotta see it for myself. I want to hear I want to hear from Griffin. I need to hear the more context. Of why would you say that knowing that James has done nothing but been a friend and. Just in case y'all don't know the whole backstory, just a few weeks ago, LeBron James actually posted on Twitter for Meredith Griffin's uh, business, which is uh, David Griffin's wife. And he would say something like that. So when I talk about the LeBron James hate, the magnitude of it is absolutely outrageous. But let's go ahead and move on. All right. And as you know, Zion Williamson, last time I reported that he had signed a contract with Jordan, that now makes him the $95 million man. Yes, before he even played a game of basketball in a Pelicans jersey, he has now made $95 million. And let, me, let me go ahead and explain. Now, he it has um, he's got a $20 million rookie contract. Now, this is a beautiful little contract that he has right now, and I think for a rookie, $20 million is is sufficient. But on the other hand, Jordan Brand has given him $75 million. Now, that is a good amount of money, sort of LeBron-esque. Now, if we all remember, back when LeBron came out, got that $100 million from Nike, and everybody said that he was not worth it. In the first game he played, dropping 30 points, he proved right then and there, yes, yes, I am. I am. So, Zion, you have now a bar to hit. Let's see if you are worth that $75 million. The $20 million, hands down, 
I definitely believe that you are worth that. But at 75 million, that's going to be a lot of sneakers you're going to have to sell. So you're going to have to dunk on a lot of people. And these guys in the NBA is a lot bigger than they were when you were in college and when you were in high school. So rest assured, they are guys that are just as big as you, just as fast, just as explosive. And they are guys that had came before you that had your same skill set. So now you have to stand out. That all happens in the gym. And that's my coach's perspective on that. Right? So take yourself into the gym. Make that $75 million worth something. Now... Moving on to the next thing, I want to go ahead and touch base on the triple Bs. Yes, I'm not going to be talking about LaMelo just yet. I know you're saying, man, every week it's like a LaMelo check-in. But nah, not yet. Actually, I'm talking about Lonzo right now. Lonzo actually sold the factory in, the, in, uh, in L.A., the triple B factory for the big baller brand. He actually sold it, and he made a profit with it at that. You know, making him a smart businessman, buying it for 3.5 million in two, in 2017, he was able to sell it for 4.26 million. So, not a much of a profit. It's not like he negated a contract deal or something, but it was a little bit of a profit. Kept a little pocket change in his pocket while closing down his business deals in LA. Now, in related in related information and in related news. He had actually done his first interview in the Pelicans jersey already, and he's saying that he's looking at being a leader for that team. Now, I must say LeBron, I must say LeBron has taught Lonzo a lot of things about leadership, and actually, Ball has agreed with me. He said that he's been around uh, some great people, especially last year, adding that he definitely can help the, he can help the young players. Just like they, just like he was being able to help when he was a young player as well. He knows exactly what they're going through, so he'll be able to navigate the ropes with them, as well as I think that with his, uh, his superior ball intelligence, no pun intended, okay, little pun intended, anyway, with his uh, superior ball intelligence, I definitely feel that he'll be able to move that ball well with that young group. Now, I'm excited to see what him and Zion and Brian Ingram is going to go ahead and do. And you add to that an explosive defender and offensive player like Josh Hart. It's something that I want to, I definitely, I'm excited to see it myself. But the question is, can he emerge as a leader? Now, the number one thing of being a leader is you must have certain abilities. And that ability is availability. Due to the fact that over the last couple of years, he's been unable to get going and get consistent due to injuries and other things. It's kind of, uh, we're all waiting to see if he could be that player that his father has boasted him to be. Now, I feel that the Pelicans is going to give him his best advantage. I definitely do feel that their medical staff will keep him well. Not saying that the Lakers medical staff did it. But now that he's got a little weight to him, and I hopefully he's uh, taking that time during this offseason to you know get a little bit more physically bulk and get out there, I think he could handle the rigors of the NBA a little bit better, and it's not going to be such a wear and tear on his body. So that's something that I'm, I'm hoping to look forward to. Hopefully we're going to be talking about two ball brothers next year because I know one of them is definitely going to be lighting up. I'll let y'all decide which one. Okay. All right. To the next story. Big men are getting off the market left and right. Everybody's buying a big man. You know, you saw last week I spoke about San Antonio went and got themselves a big man, but they just put him on the coaching sideline. But still, neither here nor there. We all getting big men. You know, I'm about to buy me a big man tomorrow. I'm, yeah, I'm going right down the foot lock and get me one. But the Trailblazers went and beat me to it. They went and got Paul Gasol. Yes, they got him on a one-year deal, $2.6 million in that deal. And I think Paul Gasol's, being for the fact he's a former champion, you know, one of Kobe's favorite teammates, and one of my favorite players because he's a former Laker, not just because he's a former Laker, but actually, yeah, because he's a former Laker. He's one of my favorite players, and he was a beast in that Lakers uniform at that He's going to be going into that Trailblazer uniform. I think he's going to bring a lot to that, um, to that locker room. 
being for the fact that he's a veteran, he's going to be within this uh, veteran center rotation. That would include Hassan Whiteside, a very young and up, up-and-coming talent, a great rebounder, great shot blocker, and I think he can learn a lot from Powell, as well as he's going to have Zach Collins and Yusuf Nurik. Now, once Yusuf gets back from his leg injury, I definitely think that that's going to round out that center rotation, making them a huge force. Now, you add to that into the mix of Dame Dillard and C.J. McCollum, I think you're going to have a great, healthy bunch. Because, like I said, being Powell Gasol, being for the fact, I'm not just saying solely for the fact he's one of my favorite players, he's like this, but... This is one of the reasons he's my favorite player. He's one of the best centers to ever play the game. He's a great passing center, and he can set up away from the basket. As you, as you know, the Gasol brothers always dominate, and they always play hard. And just like his brother, Mark, he can actually move you away and stretch the floor. So this is going to be something that Dame and CJ is going to have fun with. I'm happy that they got a new toy even though it's not brand new, it's new to them. And that's what counts. So they got uh, Paul Gasol on consignment, I guess. That's awesome. All right? And the next big man that's being picked up, I'm telling you, everybody's buying a big man. Dragon Bender, the seven-footer, actually signed a two-year deal with the Bucks. And now I think, how many big men are the Bucks signing this summer? It's like... Hey, if you at least 6'11", you've gotten, you're about to get signed by the Bucks. I apologize, Costas. You need two more inches. But you're, you're a Laker. God bless you. Anyway. <laughs> two more inches, you can join your brother. Anyway, nonetheless, like I say, um, they actually picked up Drake and Bender on a two-year deal. Now, one of the things that I found funny about the deal was the first year of the deal is going to be a partial guarantee. And then the second year of the deal is a non-guarantee. So that's going to leave things up into the hands of the Bucks. And with that many big men, it's going to make it kind of feel like you're trying out for your job. You have like a one-year trial. So hopefully, you know, you come back, you play strong, because think about it. 64 games that you played over the last three years with the Suns have not been great. It wasn't you started off as a slow start. But I'm hoping you could get back to where you were. And being for the fact that you were drafted number four back in only 2016, I'm thinking that this fresh start is going to be what it takes for you. So, Bucks, go ahead, work your magic on him. Obviously, you got a good thing that you're doing with big men over there. You need to do it with him, too. Get him there. Get him back. And I feel that if he's playing at that level that got him drafted at number four, along with Giannis and Giannis Antetokounmpo, y'all going to have a great team, a phenomenal team. That's going to be something I want to watch. As a matter of fact, I definitely want to watch that. You know what? I'm going to go watch, take a quick little peek at it right now, take a look at that Bucks roster. So I'm going to run and go do that. What I want you to do, grab yourself some water. You got to stay hydrated. This show's a long show. Stay hydrated. Stick with me. I'll be right back. This is Ball Court World of Basketball. Man, I need a Gatorade. Or water. I need water. Welcome back to Ball Court World of Basketball. I'm Coach Drew. And in this segment, this is our World of Basketball segment. Yes, first thing that I'm going to talk about on the world of basketball is one of the greatest legends of world basketball, of Olympic basketball. The, the stories that you tell your kids, the, the legends that you have that we whisper in basketball circles around campfires. Yes, the story of Olympic Mellow. Let's all take a time and glance back to those days. Carmelo Anthony lighting up the Olympics over and over again. Lighting up the Garden. Lighting up Syracuse. Lighting up the 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 uh, the, the fitness center where he is doing his black ops, wearing the hoodie. Do you believe in the legend of Olympic Mellow? Well, I do believe in that legend. Now, 
The reason why I bring that up is because in the news, as Carmelo was actual, there was a possible farewell tour for Carmelo in the works, as as actually in the plans. Now, some people say he doesn't deserve it. Now, what the Knicks wanted initially was to actually get Carmelo to come back to the Knicks, and being for the fact that he is a Knicks legend, one of the greatest legends in a New York uniform since the great Patrick Ewing. Um, I I tell you, it was um, something that they wanted to do. It was rumored that if they were able to land like two big big name free agents, they were going to go ahead and bring back Carmelo to go ahead and do a farewell tour. Now the two you know agent free agents that they were looking for were the ones that their neighbors picked up. See, and that's the reason why. You don't get Amazon to be delivered at your front house because if you got packages in your front door, your neighbors could come along and take your packages and then they claim it as theirs. I think that's what happened with Kyrie and KD. No, I'm no, I'm just being weird. Okay, nonetheless. So, so with Carmelo though, there's there's talks going around. Stephen A. Smith has even said that he doesn't feel that Carmelo deserves a farewell tour. Now. Some people say that the reason why Carmelo has been uh, um, out, you know, blackballed from the NBA, why he hasn't gotten another roster yet, is that he still has that I want to be the star attitude. Now, regardless of, I definitely feel that Carmelo is better than 80% of the NBA right now. So even if he wanted to be a star, there's obviously at least one team that's in its rebuilding process that he could definitely be a star with. And I know personally, I would love for him to be wearing a Lakers uniform, but knowing that the Lakers brass right now is holding, reserving that one spot that they do have on the roster for hopefully they could buy out Andre Iguodala's contract, which either way you go is a great pickup. I do feel that Andre Iguodala is going to be able to add a lot to L.A., but also let's let's not forget Carmelo Anthony gets buckets. I'm talking he gets for real buckets. He doesn't try, he doesn't have to he doesn't have to force it. He just get buckets and there's nothing people can do to stop him. So, with that said, I do feel that the Olympic mellow, hoodie mellow, mellow to God, headband mellow deserves to be in a uniform during a farewell tour, just like everybody else had the opportunity to do. I definitely feel that he deserves that. We owe it to him. We owe it to three to the head, y'all. Three to the head. We owe it to him. Come on, Bella. Get somebody signed. Get a farewell talk going for him. All right. Now, with more, with more news on the world news, I always like to talk about the WNBA when I talk about world of basketball. Because a lot of these ladies, they do play overseas. So any of their teams that, and teammates that are listening to ball court that are overseas, I want to make sure that you know that they don't just belong to the WNBA. They belong to the world. Now, with that said, they had their all-star game last weekend, and it was awesome. I'm talking, it was everything that I wish it could be and more. See, here in Vegas, there's a lot of people gambling on a lot of different things. But this was a short bet. This was fire. And let me tell you, Diamond the Shields. Now, Diamond the Shields, if you've been watching her for the last couple of seasons, has just been absolutely amazing. The stuff that she does with that basketball, it's like she has it on a string. Think about this. To me, Diamond the Shields is what... Steve Nash, where she could grow up to be. That's how well she moves that ball. She moves that rock like that, for real. And she won the skills challenge. And so I got to say, congratulations on that, winning the skills challenge. Edging out, as you can see in this video. Boom. Look at that. Look at that speed. I'm telling you that, that you can't handle a ball like that or a pass like that and not be a champion. All right? Next, I also want to talk about... Uh, I want to make sure I say it correctly. Skakina Strickland. She won a three-point contest. Edging out a Vegas favorite. Kayla McBride. But still, she won that three-point contest. She was absolute fire. Shooting like bam, 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 bam. Killing it. I'm telling you, this was one thing that you would definitely want to see. This was, that contest... I, I I I was I kind of got into it. I kind of got into it. It was like one of those where you're at the edge of your seat, you're watching every shot, 
Man, I'm telling you, that girl has range. She has range. But there's one person I definitely want to talk about. You know what? I'm going to save that person for last. Let's talk about Brittany Griner first. Brittany Griner got into that game. Yeah, there wasn't, she wasn't in one of those. Uh, she was actually in the skills competition. She threw down a little, uh, a, little, a little tiny dunk in the skills competition. But during the game, in the All-Star game, she dropped three dunks. I'm telling you, three dunks. Yes. She's starting to bang it with regularity. Trust me. These girls are getting more athletic, more athletic. As a matter of fact, I have a girl that I coach right now who's 13 years old who's driving rim already. These girls are getting more and more athletic every single year. Brittany Griner is a definite, definite example of that. All right? And next, the person that I want to talk about the most, the person that actually made me choke up, this was one of those moments in basketball where you cry for that person. This is one of those moments in basketball where it all makes sense, where everything that's going on makes sense. The, taking, the, taking your kids to the AAU games, you know, watching them play in high school, watching them get cut from a team, watching them make the, another team. All of those things come together and make sense with a story like this. And the person I'm speaking about is Erica Wheeler. Yes, undrafted, out of Rutgers, Erica Wheeler made it, into the, made it to the All-Star game. Congratulations, an undrafted player making it to the All-Star game. But she didn't stop there. She was MVP of the All-Star game, undrafted, Erica Wheeler. And take out the numbers that she put up. 24 points, 4 rebounds, 7 assists. And she said, you know what? I'm going to hold my own three-point contest. She dropped seven threes in that game. She was lighting it up. I'm going to tell you the truth. She came here to Vegas, and she said the strip is not going to be the only thing lit up today. She lit up Mandalay Bay. She had everybody going crazy. And I myself, watching it, was an absolute shock. I was in tears. You have to think about this. What kind of moment this was? Imagine being told you're not good enough for somebody to draft you. Imagine being told you have to earn your way onto a team. Nobody voted for you to make it there. You had to earn your way into the All-Star game. And then you go out there and do a performance like that. I tell you, I tell you, boys and girls, men and women, this is perseverance. This is a story that you got to build upon. I'm telling you, every single morning, every Monday, you wake up and you say, I can't go to work. You remember Erica Wheeler. Every time somebody tells you you can't do something, you remember Erica Wheeler. Every time you get a door closed in your face or you hear no, you remember Erica Wheeler. Man, I'm going to tell you the truth. I saw her shirt that she was wearing during the All-Star game at the beginning saying undrafted. I thought it was so cool that she was there to wear it. Man, the only thing that could have made that, that whole thing better, unless they, they said, hey, you can play in that t-shirt. You don't got to wear the jersey. You can play in that t-shirt. Drop 24 points in that t-shirt saying undrafted. Every time you hit it, just flash it. Undrafted. Undrafted. You remember that. You remember that. Even the scouts are wrong. Even coaches are wrong. Never let them tell you no. Never let them tell you no. And don't tell yourself no either. All right? You could do it. But that was a great game. Absolute great game. And guess what? Team Wilson, they did pull it out. They did beat, they did beat Team Deladon. But it was a close one, 129-126. I don't think they would have been able to win it unless they did, had their seven three-pointers from Erica Wheeler. See, that was, that was a factor that I wasn't counting on. I said, hey, they had Liz Campage. They had, uh, you know, they had the team. Uh, Nafisa Kaya, she was going to be playing. But we weren't counting on Erica Wheeler. Nay. But guess who is counting on Erica Wheeler? Erica Wheeler. And that's who you should. That, yeah, that was an amazing thing that took place. Nay, absolutely amazing. Well, I'm going to go ahead and take a little break. I'm just, I'm just still all smiles about this. I'm going to take a little break. We're going to be back right here on World of Basketball. Oh, 
when I come back, we're gonna discuss a, we're gonna discuss a couple of things going on also right here on in the world of basketball, down under, NBL right here. Welcome back to Ball Court. I'm Coach Ruth, and this is World of Basketball. And actually, this segment is a world of basketball. Look at that. A world in a world. Like a microcosm, if you will. All right. So what we're going to talk about, first thing I want to talk about is NBL. That league down under that has been blowing up. And what I mean by blowing up, they've been absolutely phenomenal. If you haven't heard, they actually signed a broadcast deal where they're going to be um, actually picking up some stations with the ESPN is going to have some games. Viceland is going to have some games. And SBS On Demand is also going to have some games. So now you can watch live and follow some great action that's taking place. So you get to have basketball all year round and enjoy the world of basketball. It's like everybody working with me to bring you the world of basketball. You see what's happening here, people. Come on, man, it's happening. This is no longer this is no longer a dream. This is reality. There's kids out there on the other side of the country that's getting better. And as a matter of fact, they're actually doing it on the other side of the world. In Australia. Yes. And another thing going on in Australia, Lamar Patterson has actually re-signed with the Brisbane Bullets. That's going to strengthen up that core right there. I'm telling you, that defensive, he's a defensive player. He was, a, he was actually a all, he played all league last year, made it as an all-star in that league as well. I definitely think that that's going to make Brisbane stronger. But that's not going to be the show. We all know that is not going to be the show to watch. The show to watch is going to be that Flight Academy. Yes, the Aurora Hawks. They're going to be taking off and launching flights. They got some six great prospects like Dan Ryder, Emmett Norm, LaMelo Ball, um, Sam Frawley, An- Angus Glover, and Sunday Depp. All of these the prospects are all under 25 years old, all jumping out the gym. With LaMelo Ball being only 18 as of next week, he will be one of the people out there jumping out the gym along with them, as well as leading them in all of a pro concept. I find that they're going to have one of the more uh, exciting teams to watch. And with this broadcast deal, I definitely think that it's going to rival every other league. Now, I'm going to get to sit home in the West Coast and watch Two ball brothers, one on the other side of the country, other on the other side of the world. This is going to be an amazing basketball summer or basketball winter. This is going to be great. See, I'm so excited. I don't even know what time of year it is right now. It's like, is it Christmas? Is it not Christmas? I don't know. It's it's a lot going on. But I, I want to move on to my next segment. This is a segment that I actually love to do. Special segment to me is called Shady or Genius. Now, in our segment of Shady or Genius today, I decided I'm going to leave out the ultra-messy Clippers this week. And also, I'm going to leave out the ultra-messy Knicks this week. I know you're thinking, then what am I doing? What, What do I got? I still got Kyrie. Yay! All right, well, ultra-messy Kyrie... Is doing the do he trying his best to let his ex know that they're still friends? Yes, he sent a text over to the Celtics brass, letting them know that he did enjoy his time there. He gave it all he had, and that he was moving on, no hard feelings. They wrote back; they really liked having him there. So, I guess his relationship with the Celtics is not fully over. Are they still on booty call? Does he still go there for, like, when they don't have a point guard and things aren't going right with Kemba and he's not, you know, Kemba's not home? And I don't know. Either way, I'm glad to hear that they're on good terms. I would hate for them to be on bad terms because if things go sideways in Brooklyn, trust me, I know Kyrie, you're going to be out of there so quickly. And 
one day you're going to say you're going to retire there, and then the next day you'll be out. So, you know, I'm glad you at least made amends. That's good. That's good. And I heard that there's some reasons for the right being erratic. I'm not one to say, but I'm glad to hear. Now, the question does land, is it shady or is it genius? Now, in my eyes, here's what I'm looking at it as. The reason why you had the tax was to ensure that there's no bad-mouthing going up about you moving forward. Now, you just signed a nice little contract. You, I believe it was, uh, I think you have a few years in your contract that you did sign. But in case you, you want to make a move or in case you demand a trade, you want to make sure that when sources are speaking about you, they do speak about you in good terms. So it appears to be genius. Or it could be shady just because you realize how wrong you actually did them and you decided, now i got to go ahead and make amends because I've actually came to a sobering realization that I am, in fact, somewhat of an asshole. But, you know, with that being said, however it worked out over there, that was, you know, horrible that, you know, you left the way you did because I know we all know that you were being courted as early as December, trying to get out of there way before, and there was some tampering going on, and now we know about it. Even though y'all haven't got hit for it, nobody got hit for it, it's kind of, Marky Smart kind of put it out there that, this is what was taking place. So the simple fact of the matter that you're going to go ahead and text back now after that information has came out comes off as shady to me. You know, it appears as genius to others as damage control, but to me, just shady. Just shady. Well, that was, that was shady or genius for this week. I'm going to go ahead and take a quick little break, you know. I want you to hang around. We're going to finish up on ball court. I got my last couple segments. Yes, instead of doing the why you ball segment, I'm actually just going to highlight some of the big names that we saw this week at the Bigfoot Hoops Classic. And I'm also going to talk about some of the drills, you know, drill of the week. And I'm going to give you a breakdown on some really good defense that turns into offense. Check it out right here on ball court. Roll the basketball. Welcome back to why you to ball court world of basketball. I'm Coach Drew, and this segment is normally would be why you ball, and this is why we'll sit down and I'll talk about some of the young talent that's taking place and why they're coming up. We'll interview some of them, but this weekend was so phenomenal, it was so crazy. There was so many people to interview. I felt it would do a disservice to just interview one. So I want to go ahead and do a showcase on the four, these are the four male athletes from uh, the big, for the big hoops, the Las Vegas Classic that caught my eye this weekend. First, Mikey Williams. One of the things that he caught my eye, and this was one of the games I got to be there to watch. I saw him off of a steal, mind you. He steals the ball. Throws, it, throws the ball off of the backboard, catches it, and dunks it. Call timeout and took himself out the game. I, now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm, I'm a fan of entertainment. So that was just entertainment right there. I loved it. This is AAU ball. There's nothing serious about it. It's, 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 like, an all, it's like an all-star weekend all summer long. So there's nothing real like, okay, you got to do it like this. guy. It, it was... It was a showcase of talent. He did that. I would, the, co- the coach in me, the coach in me would say, all right, you sitting out for the rest of the tournament. But the fan in me, I thought that was amazing. I thought that was great for basketball. Another great thing that I saw was Jimma. Did y'all see Jimma Catwitch? I know y'all probably seen the videos, but when you see it live, that whole place erupted. Throwing, throwing it underneath both legs, dunking it in game. At 17 years old, this boy's acting so mannish right now. He's coming down court dunking like that. That's a grown man dunk right there. That is a grown man dunk. Man, I'm telling you, that was amazing. Now, and next, of course, 
Bronny, how uh, we all saw it. He is getting up right in front of his dad, dunking, making him big dunks, flexing and everything, watching that. And I myself, I was I was utterly amazed at the dunks that they were doing. That whole blue chip team was phenomenal. I could understand why LeBron was excited. I could understand why LeBron was front and center. He is a main draw. But hands down, this was so great basketball. If you were in attendance, it was like a basketball carnival. It was amazing. Next person I want to talk about, strive for greatness, point guard, D.R. Johnson. This kid is 15 years old, and hands down, he's probably one of the best point guards in the country. He has great handle, great court vision. His stutter step is absolutely magnificent. You know, these are the things that you want to look at. And also, with that strive for greatness team, I want, to talk, I want to talk about this one kid on there. I don't know his name, but he was extremely fundamental. I was watching him in the video. I heard that LeBron James said to him, I hope I'm still in the league when you get into the league. This kid is that fundamental because he will be in the league. Trust me. He will be in the league. And how do how you hate on somebody who wants others to succeed? I don't know. that. That was a previous segment. We're not going to go back into that right now. But that Strive for Greatness team was looking phenomenal. Great job on that YU ball. I'm glad that y'all were doing y'all thing out there. Awesome. Now, I want to jump into my next uh, my next segment. This one segment, I kind of, I really do like it. It's called Let's Kick It. All right? Let's kick it. Let's kick it. All right. Here it goes. So, we're going to talk about some of the sneakers. Of course, everybody's still waiting until August 10th. And we got to see Brittany Griner showcase those uh, SpongeBob Kyries at the All-Star Game. Looking really good. As well as seeing John Morant in his uh, photos wearing the Patrick and the SpongeBob. That was looking pretty nice, too. But there is some more basketball sneakers on the way. Like the Jordans ones are coming out, yes. The uh, satin black toe editions will be coming out in August for ladies. So y'all keep your eye out for that. That's going to be the Jordan ones. Another great one that actually just dropped today is going to be the Nike Air Jordan 4 Cool Gray. I like them. They look smooth. They look very cool. And I think that that's going to be a definite back-to-school edition. Also, to go along with your Kyrie SpongeBob edition, Nike is going to be releasing exclusive backpacks to match each sneaker. How that for back to school, huh? Get the Squidward with the matching Squidward backpack. That's going to be some heat. All right. So that was. So these are the sneakers that we want to look forward to for the Just Kick It. All right. As well as definitely take a look at Nike's. And I, I'm sorry, not Nike's. I definitely want you to take a look at uh, Puma. They're going to be releasing some basketball sneakers. Great fit, great wear. It looks like it looks like something that's going to be very comfortable. As a matter of fact, when J. Cole was actually lighting up, uh, lighting up uh, some of the pros at that Blackhawks, he was actually wearing those Pumas that I'm speaking about right now. So that's something to look forward to. Now, I also want to uh, go ahead and. Touch base, uh, pardon, because uh, I want to touch base on the Alpha Dunks. Yes. I I almost forgot. Nike is coming out with the Nike Alpha Dunks. Now, if you haven't heard, the Hyper Dunks is actually going away. Yes, the Nike has to replace the Hyper Dunks with the Alpha Dunks. Now, the Alpha Dunks, the one that's going to be released right now, is, is actually going to be the uh, Back to the Future colorways. Absolute fire. Uh, it's going to have the pink. Please check me out. Go to Drew, Drew Coach 43 at Drew Coach 43 on Instagram or at Ball Court World and check those sneakers out. That colorway is absolute flame. Please, y'all got to get those. If y'all don't get them, I'm going to be wearing them anyway. So somebody going to get them. This might as well be you, you know? All right, next thing I want to touch base on is going to be the breakdown. And you know what we're going to break down today? How defense becomes offense. Yes, this is one of my, this is one of the key things that I love. I love defense and I love offense. So here's what I want to do. We're going to discuss the breakdown 
of defense for coming off. Take a look at this video here. Right? See, as the video starts, you think to yourself, man, this girl got the layup. An easy layup at that. But when you get closer, it's denied. And immediately, watch. As, as she steps up, you got to watch this. What we're looking for is the way that she attacks the basket. She steps up. She sees that layup come in. And instead of just giving up and going to it and just letting the layup happen and getting a rebound and getting back, she attacks the layup, gets the block, and hustles down the court. So she was the first one to the block, ran down court, and was the first one down court. At that point, she was able to gain position getting all the girls outside of position once the ball came in for the easy layup on the other end. Block, hustle, layup. Block, hustle, layup. The number one thing about basketball we must learn, defense becomes offense. Defense becomes offense. The best teams in the game plays on both ends, and that's exactly what she did today. She plays on both ends. That's why Spain is going to be a tough team to beat in the FIBA World Cup. Now, before I end the show, I always like to end it on a positive note. So, this one is going to be for my younger listeners and viewers. All right? This is our coach's tip of the day, drill of the week. Now, for our younger beginners, the importance of ball handling is something that we cannot Cannot stress enough. So, the drill that we're going to be doing today for the week is going to be the two-ball the, the two ball dribble. See, the goal is you want to keep it low, keep it beneath the knees, dribble hard. We're going to alternate. We're going to move it around. In this video, I have one of my favorite clients, my daughter. This is a younger version of her. The reason I picked this one, because she still do these drills now, is I wanted to show her actually messing up. I wanted to show her not doing the drill correctly, just like she did there. She, that's what you want. You want to lose the ball. Push yourself. See, my goal is you don't want to just get better. Whatever you're comfortable doing, do more. Fail harder. If you're able to hit 10 free throws, go for 20. If you're able to hit 10 three-pointers, Shoot for 30. Fail harder. You're never going to become good if you don't push yourself. Now, if you take a look at her video today, she is one of the best dribblers on our team, and it all started from right here pushing herself. She knew she was going to mess up, but she does not stop. And that's the drill of the day and the tip of the day as well. Don't stop. Mess up. Fail harder. I want to thank each and every person for hanging out with me this week. You know, I had a fun week. We had a lot of we had a lot of jokes. We talked about a lot of things. Some things close to my heart. Some things that was close to yours. We talked about some new sneakers coming out down the pipeline. We talked about some new leads getting big broadcasting deals. We talked about a lot. But one thing that we also always want to never ever forget in this world of basketball is that these athletes that are participating started off as kids. And as kids, we have to build them up to be the great athletes that you see before you. See, what a lot of parents and a lot of AAU coaches make a mistake of doing is thinking that their kids are pros to the first day. Remember, Michael Jordan had to miss shots. LeBron James made some horrible plays when he was younger. Dribbled off his foot, probably. Brittany Griner didn't always dunk. And Diana Taurasi didn't always have eyes behind her head. But they worked at it. Their parents allowed them to fail. Their parents were there to comfort them when they did. They pushed them, but they pushed them in the right way. You have to understand something. Your parents, the kids, they have a coach. They have a team. What they want from their parents is a mom and a dad, someone to support them. And that is our only job out there. 
as parents of these athletes. So with that said, I want to thank everybody for participating in AAU during the tournament season. I want to thank everybody for participating in basketball all around the world. Thank you for watching Ball Court. I'm Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball. And most of all, I want to thank CWN Sports for having me every single week. Thank you. I'll keep up the good work and keep making y'all happy. Have a great one. I'll see you next week on Ball Court.